Welcome to the future. It's the end of work as we know it. Technology has made work awesome, and the happiness quotient of every worker is at an all-time high. In this podcast, we unbox opinions and sentiments of thought leaders who help draw a virtual blueprint of what the future of work will look like, where AI and humans complement each other. Here's your host, VJ, welcoming you to the Unboxing Future of Work podcast. So, uh, Anders, thank you very much for accepting joining being part of the um, Unboxing Future of Work. Uh, this is an interesting, exciting episode for me. Talk, you know, we, we want to talk to you about uh, the whole world of finance and how it is transforming. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, if you can just give us a quick bit of introduction about yourself, what what drives you, what what you've been doing, where are you from? Absolutely, and thanks, uh, thanks for having me, Jay. So I'm Anders, and uh, I'm a partner at a company called Business Partner Institute. We are based out of uh, Copenhagen in Denmark, but we operate uh, globally, where we help finance functions across the world elevate their influence in their companies through uh, through business partnering. And really, this also links closely to what drives me, what's my purpose, which is really to help finance and accounting professionals across the world elevate their careers, make the right choices, and help finance functions inside of companies drive value creation. Because I believe finance can do a lot more than what we do today, and we just need to unlock that value potential. In life, I'm married and have uh, two kids and live just outside of, uh, of Copenhagen. And uh, life is good. Life is good. No traveling. Life is good. Uh, we are actually going on summer holiday by the end of uh, this week here. We're going two weeks to... Yeah, you don't have to travel for work anymore, is it? Not no, at least. No, 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 travel, uh, no travel work right now, but I think, uh, I think it's coming back some, somehow. But let's see, let's see when it comes. Exactly. So uh, that brings you to... Um, see, we, we follow you as a very, uh, very closely as a thought leader in the... Uh, finance as a domain, and uh, you've been very effectively uh, articulating what future of finance would be, how um, finance professionals should transform themselves, and the whole. Um, you know, what exactly is, has been the driving force behind it? You know, you could have been a really good consulting firm just doing, you know, some large digital transformation implementation. Uh, you chose the people side of the uh, story and then you you want to really make impact to this community as such. Why did you want to do it and where are you right now in the journey? So so I think, you know, it, it, it goes back to my own personal journey where, you know, I've been in, in corporate for, for 13 years, worked in various finance roles. And at some point we were told, now you need to be business partners. And uh, basically we were told you need to move from the, trunk of the car to the, you know, the seat next to the, to the driver and become a co-driver of the car, making sure we get to where we want to go. That was essentially the, the analogy that we were told. And then we just had to work differently. But no one really told us what is that different work we need to do? How are we going to do it? No one really trained us on how to do it either. So, you know, we just had a lot of individuals that were trying to be business partners. And uh, I, of course, tried in many different ways as well. And I had some, some good success stories, at least that seemed at the time. Uh, but I got to, uh, to a point where I was working as a finance manager abroad. So I'm, of course, based in Denmark, but I was working in the U.S. And I got some time to, to think about how to actually become a business partner. What do we need to do? And we created some changes within mm-hmm. that, that team. And then I started to write about it and say, you know, no one is just sharing their experiences and we need 
people to to share experiences this was a, this was a boring topic for a lot of people you know uh well it's it's about personal change so i'm not i don't know if it's boring but it's difficult right? it's, yeah it's, it's difficult i would say it's difficult it's not it's not it's not naturally be passionate about finance as a domain people do it you know number lover number crunchers like it but you know finance is a very specialized domain and it's not easy naturally that people want to write about it so you know they can write some really critical books about it but nothing in the Uh, social world it's not no, easy no not not a lot in the social world right and of course this is coming from the inside right so it's not people outside looking at finance saying do something different here i am a practitioner saying i've done something different and uh, here's what it is and i basically just started uh, started you know, writing about it and then of course the community somehow gathers around the people that are telling in simple practical words what do they need to do differently and uh yeah that's i guess that's that's what started i think that's a perfect segue to what you're doing now as partners institute right it's bpi and you started a great community you guys have been building uh, a lot of uh, thought leadership sharing knowledge sharing insights uh, and sharing the frameworks and working with like minded partners um, you you guys started a newsletter which i think is a uh now you just hit some milestone i want to talk more about it talk about uh where is bpi now and uh, you know how are you helping through bpi in helping business uh, finance people to partner with the business and uh, so where are some of the milestones in this whole journey yeah so so bpi really came about from people you know that have been doing finance transformation for for years mostly doing uh, offshoring from you know companies in europe to maybe in india or philippines or other places where you would have to a shared services but it was really a, a cost cutting exercise where we move people's job and then people become redundant and it's like kind of like a, a negative thing and no one was really talking about what comes next what should all these people be doing and clearly we feel that uh, felt at the time that business partnering is the answer but there's no one helping them to become business partners so we founded BPI in the premise of trying to unlock that value potential that lives inside most finance professionals So uh you know we we founded it a few years back and basically we had uh, Michael the 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 main founder starting it and uh you know then it sort of grew grew from there with people that just wanted to to do good work and uh and 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 help you know these these finance professionals around the world. So today I mean we do it in different ways. We have uh, learning programs where we can take teams on these learning journeys that could be from 6 to 12 months where we teach them a lot about what does it take to become a good business partner we also do more classic consulting where we talk about what foundation do you need to be ready for business partnering so do you have the right organizational structure and so on and then of course we uh, we do it ourselves so we also go out to work as business partners in companies to both of course get more experience with it ourselves but also show the way for others so those are some of the things that we do to help companies today how big is the community now and uh, how do you measure your success in terms of your reach uh, what are your goals and uh, where do you see this kind of, you know what kind of impact that you see happening in next uh, coming years with bpi and yeah so 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 if i look at myself in terms of growth right i have 60 60 plus thousand followers today on on linkedin wow that's big that's big Yeah, and and you and mentioned the newsletters as well, right? Where we have uh, more than one hundred thirty thousand subscribers to to the two newsletters that we are running. 
the big one just crossed 100,000 a few weeks back. So that's, of course, very exciting. And, you know, it, it sort of gives you that uh, with great power comes great responsibility so that indeed, you to keep putting out great content that can help professionals and give them a reason to, to stay tuned and, and keep, uh, keep following the content there. How do we measure our success? Well, you know, basically it's about helping organizations move and become more influential. Um, and uh, we don't have, you know, a growth target or how many companies we need to help, but essentially we want to help all the ones that, that need the help. And for that, we need to, uh, to become a lot bigger than what we are today. Absolutely. I think you have very, something very unique and uh, the mission is very novel in nature. So, and the community needs uh, this kind of focus and, uh, you know, help. Like you mentioned, you, you went on your own path and, uh, you know, uh, figured it out, right? But not everybody has to do it. Uh, people can learn from others' experiences and do not have to reinvent the wheel uh, when it comes to how do you partner with uh, business and how do you really do new age finance, right? Uh, I think that's... Uh, um, that brings us to an interesting topic, uh, which I think you also talk a lot about. Uh, you know, what is the what are the kind of skill gaps you see coming up? Right, it's a huge uh, change. That's transformation that people are going through. Digital, which used to be a nice to have skill earlier, has become the key skill right now. You know, a lot of technology transformation is happening. Um, you know, a lot of automation happening. Uh, you know, sixty to seventy percent of the transactional work being automated in finance profession which is a huge, um, you know, I would say change in terms of just five years before. And people are not ready for this kind of, uh, you know, skills change or, you know, transformation. So how do you see these skill gaps evolving and what role you think technology can play uh, in assisting these people uh, to be better equipped, right? I think technology can not just uh, transform business, but also can enable people, uh, enable professionals. So how do you see this whole skills paradigm coming and, you know, in the finance space? Yeah, so, so I really see, you know, the future of finance function being enabled by technology and driven by people, right? So people will still be at, at the center of what the finance function does, but technology will have to enable people to, to move up the value chain and do higher value added work. I mean, if you ask what finance professionals spend their time on mostly today, it's still a lot around data and reporting and a bit of analysis and very little of actually doing something with the numbers, using them for something. There's still a big opportunity for technology to enable us to spend more time on what really matters, right? So if we talk about the skills gap, is it then, does that then mean that everyone needs to become a techie, for instance, to be able to work with all this technology? Not necessarily. To me, it's more about becoming what I call a tech no. So you know what technology is available and how to apply to the challenges you're facing in a company. You might not be able to completely implement it yourself unless it's a very simple solution, but you know it's available and you know whom to call upon. Because if you're not enabled by technology, you're going to fall behind the curve. <laughs> so there's a skill gap here in terms of knowing what's available and how to apply. And then, of course, the other skill gap is more on the, the softer aspect, right? How do we actually use the numbers to influence decisions? That's what we spend most of our time on at, at BPI. And of course, I think it's a growing growing need in the market. We see a lot more companies today wanting to address the soft side and not just the technology side. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, as you see, the, it's just not about uh, you know, having technology 
you know, you should know technical know-how. At the same time, you should know how to apply it in your domain and in your own organization, uh, which will which will really be uh, application side of that, right? Uh, which technologies do you see are making some real impact, right? There is a lot of hype. There is a lot of new tools and uh, this no code, tech, no code, low code uh, revolution is making building apps like, you know, uh, much more rapidly. You could build literally apps in days now. They, all these apps are being built for users to use them. Um, so which technology you see making huge impact, in, especially in, in, in finance and accounting space and maybe some of the technologies that you think will change enable, empower uh, the way that, you know, future of finance is. Yes. Yeah, so, so I think, you know, uh, and you, you mentioned the point about 60 to 70% of transactional finance processes being automated today, right? So it's obviously, you know, RPA and OCR and those kind of technologies that have brought us to where we are today. And those, of course, will continue to, to impact also in the future, although they will not shape the future anymore. I think they've shaped where we are today. If we then look at what's going to shape tomorrow, you know, we're more talking about the, the, the machine learning and the, the AI aspect of that, right? Where, you know, the, the forecasting and some of the analysis will be driven by this kind of automation, right? So we will get a lot more deep and profound insights about how would things look like based on what we know today, right? So I think those are the key technologies that are shaping, let's say, tomorrow. And then I know, of course, there's there's more technologies out there like blockchain and other things. And I don't think we really know how they're going to impact. And I think they're still some years away from a potential inflection point. So, you know, to me, it's it's about machine learning and, and let's say the low uh, the low hanging fruits on AI. And we're not talking about true AI yet anyway. Uh, so a lot of the technologies are going to shape at least the near future of finance. We know about them today. They're just about to hit that inflection point where they're really going to be making a difference for many companies out there. Exactly. And uh, as you rightly said, uh, RPA and some of these technologies have already made, are, are making the impact already. And, and as you mentioned, intelligent automation using technologies like AI, ML, machine learning, intelligence, along with automation working together can make a significant next three to five years kind of um, impact, right, on, the, on the, how these guys are absolutely with you. Um, so this brings to our favorite topic of the day, uh, rapid fire. I'll ask some simple three questions. You have to just answer without thinking. What is the favorite book? Favorite book. Uh, so I think in terms of FP&A terms, we're talking about strategy beyond the hockey stick. You can be anything. It, it doesn't have to be FP&A. No, no, no. Unless you read only about FP&A. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like that book. Okay, awesome. Then uh, favorite app. So I guess my favorite app would have to be LinkedIn. At least that's the one I use, uh, use by far the most. Okay, that's understandable. And that's where you connect with the community a lot. And uh, who is the favorite uh, person that you follow, right? Uh, everybody has a thought leader that you really think one day I would like to be that person, at least in my domain, or if it's the same domain, I, I want to be as good as them. So who's the, who's the favorite thought leader? I, I actually don't think I have a favorite thought leader per se. For me, it's more about the community, right? So build the community where all these thoughts can come up. So I'd say the community and not a specific person. So the entire community is your thought leader. So you learn from them and you teach them too. Exactly. Nice, nice. Greg, uh, thanks, Anders. You did really well. Um, so uh, this is this is a last important question that I ask every you know future of work groups, right, in their own domains. Um, so what do you advise to the new age workforce, people who are joining, you know, workforce now, 
you know, how do they build their career in the next five, 10 years? What kind of skills that they need to focus on? Uh, what is your one or two, you know, key advice uh, for them to excel in their career, uh, especially if you can focus a little bit on the finance. Uh, I don't know how big is the finance community today, uh, maybe a million professionals globally um, in the FNA or maybe more. Uh, what kind of advice you want to uh, give to them? Yeah, so there are many millions of uh, finance and accounting professionals across the world. And of course, more, more come every day because it's a, it's a profession and function that, that has stayed throughout the you know, millenniums. And right? that so, drives the world, you know. Stock exactly. markets run on it. Everybody runs on it. So. So, so, so my advice to young professionals entering workspace today is these two things. First, get the basics right. If you don't know your basic finance and accounting, you'll be, be left behind. And I know that sounds a bit counterintuitive because it can all be automated. But the danger about automation is that it pulls us away from the core processes, which means we're not able to explain what's actually going on. So get yeah. the basics right. The second bit, and you have to do that on the side of your studies, is to become a techno, right? Know what technology is available and how to apply it in any specific situation you're sitting with. Like you mentioned the no-code, no no-code movement, right? So if you are techno, you would know whatever, you, if you're sitting with a basic task that you're performing, you figure out a way to automate it. Even if it becomes more complex, you figure out a way to automate it or at least be enabled by technology. So get the basics right and become a techno. And then, you know, the business partner will come later, but those are the two key things for young generation entering today. That's an awesome advice. And I think that's a holistic advice. Uh, it's just about get your fundamentals right and then make sure that you start thinking about the future in terms of, you know, you start automating what you think it makes sense and self-service automation, have that understanding how to do things that will keep you relevant for the future. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks very much, Anders. That's it. That's an advice I think most of the FBN professionals should take, not just the current workforce, the joining workforce, but even the current workforce, because for most of them, uh, the mindset uh, is, is the biggest challenge about, uh, you know, why do I have to do this? Um, you know, I know what I know. I, I can survive for the next five, 10 years with what I know. But, uh, you know, things are changing very fastly. I mean, um, so it's important that people keep learning, keep keep uh, being uh, upgrading themselves with new skills. Great. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. All good and thanks uh, thanks thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unboxing Future of Work and we hope you will join us again for the next episode.